Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. So I thought today would be a good opportunity to bring Shane Rogers, our Director of Investments at Bennett Financial, onto the podcast so that we can have some communication and allow our listeners to hear from Shane and gain a better understanding on his involvement with our clients, with the planning process and how we operate, because I think it's good to hear from all the different players involved. Shane, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, Justin. Thanks. How about yourself, good. right? Yeah, we're good. You know, just living and working this quarantine life, as I'm sure many people are, right? Yeah, yeah. I know it. Hey, Shane, I, I thought it would be a good idea. You and I have been working together for well over a decade now, assisting our clients with their investments. And obviously, it's a very important part of their overall planning. But maybe maybe it'd be a good idea to kind of just share with our listeners how your professional background morphed from what it was to what it is now and how you were in your previous professional background, you were still narrow and deep with investments, maybe just in a slightly different capacity. So maybe you could kind of just talk to that a little bit. Sure, sure. And, you know, before transitioning careers into the, you know, uh, personal and business planning that I'm doing with you, I spent a little over uh, about 10 years on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. My role there was as a specialist, which was making markets in different stocks. Essentially, I traded these stocks with a pretty short-term view. Compare that to how we help our clients with investments today is pretty much completely opposite. But it did give me a very good base and understanding, the movements of the markets and the psychology of the markets. Wow. So you, I mean, for our listeners' sake, you were at the heart of stock trading, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the floor of the exchange had, had a lot of action. Obviously, if you you see the, the TV on CNBC today showing the floor of the stock exchange, it's not quite as crowded as it, as it once was. Computers have definitely started playing a bigger role there. Sure. And I think that contributed to your re-engineering of your focus professionally to start to work with the folks that we serve and help them with their investments. And you know, so when I, when I think about and look at the way in which investments have been handled for clients over the last, call it roughly 20 years, it seems that the market has changed a fair amount. It seems like clients' preferred interaction when dealing with investments has changed. And you know, maybe, maybe it's a good idea to touch on that evolution of how investments were handled with the general public in the past and how it's kind of changed and morphed into the way that we see it today. Sure, sure. Uh, investment management has definitely evolved over the, that, that time, the past 20 years or so. And, you know, going back to that time, you know, maybe you might have had a stockbroker at the time where, you, you know, all of a sudden you had a relationship with them and maybe he, would, he or she would call you and pitch you a couple different stocks from time to time. 
over time, people started using mutual funds more over stocks where they get a little bit more diversification and they might pick out a couple of different funds without really looking too closely at them. And what, what ends up happening when you kind of do it that way is there are a lot of all these different mutual funds are uh, a lot of times own the same stocks, you know, so there's uh, a fair amount of overlap, uh, a fair amount of the same strategy getting used by these different managers. So what ends up happening is they're working independent of one another, all right? Compare that to how things have changed today by using, like, how we help our clients by using a manager sitting on top. They are able to fine-tune their allocation, fine-tune their holdings, and fine-tune the risk because they have a, by being on top of the portfolio, they know exactly what they own versus, you know, having a couple different managers working independent of one another. Interesting. So it sounds like it's more of a, um, a comprehensive approach. It's more of a collaborative approach so that there's a clear understanding of how their investments are working, not only with one another, but then also how they're working with the rest of their planning. Yeah, and that's and that's important, obviously. Having your investments just not being off by themselves and obviously having the proper liquidity and proper protection. Otherwise, other areas you're planning allows your investments to play the role they're supposed to play. And when we experience times like this, we're not forced to sell out of investments at inopportune times, which obviously at times when there are liquidity crunches, they often seem to correspond to market events like we're experiencing currently. Good point. And, you know, maybe it'd be good to just give an example that we had earlier this week when working with a client who we had set up, you know, their protection years ago and started working on cash flow and started working on liquidity. And we started to really enhance those areas. And the timing was right to start to introduce more of the growth component of his planning, more of the investments. It seemed like as a result of the work that we've done together, and the way that we've positioned his balance sheet, when you talk to him about his investments, especially after the investments have recently seen a little bit of a dip there in value, maybe you want to just touch on at a high level what you were able to do for this client with his investment portion of his overall planning, being that we've done the protection, done the cash flow, done the liquidity, and it just so happened from a, from a timing perspective, it worked in his favor so that things were a little bit down in value for him to get in. You want to touch on that for a minute? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so obviously the client had done some planning, did have proper liquidity with his, you know, his personal planning and his business planning and had his protection in place. So all of those parts of his planning, you know, allow him to take greater risk, you know, in other parts of his planning and take advantage of this market sell-off where from peak to trough, I believe the S&P was down about 35%. So he was able to take advantage of putting money to work in this environment at a discount where maybe typically he would have to have a bit of a more diversified portfolio. He's got those other pieces of his planning allow him to be a lot more aggressive on the investment side. Hmm. I like it. I like it. We obviously work with quite a different group of clients both personality-wise and industry-wise and location-wise all over the United States. You know, I think that the general and, and the common denominator that we see with our clients is that they're busy, right? They're really, really busy and they're moving fast. And that's both personally and professionally. What we're also highlighting is that their professional and their, their personal lives 
have become simply more complex and more demanding when you really press the pause button and you look back and you, you reflect on where they were, where they are, and where they may be going forward. So our clients tend to tell us that they would love to be able to have more time, whether it be with their family or within their craft, their profession, to be able to really exploit the things that give them the most fulfillment. What we try to do with our clients when it comes to the investments is insert us as the ability to help them find more time in those areas so that as their world becomes more complex and more demanding, they can still find leisure time and they can grow their business, grow their craft, work on themselves personally and professionally. So you know, maybe you want to touch on how that all relates to the occasional person who might meet that criteria and somehow, some way may want to take the what we call the DIY, the do it, you know, do it yourself approach on their investments in comparison to actually using a professional to help them. Sure. And and there's a lot of things that, that come up with somebody that's trying to do it themselves. And, you know, obviously clients being busy, it prohibits them from doing some of those things. You know, although they may have the best intentions in trying to take this do-it-yourself approach, the plan is often not followed. Dollar cost averaging into a, a portfolio, the client may be busy and miss uh, several months of making those contributions, or even we've seen it even years. A lot of time we see adding money into the account, but the money gets added, but which they are following the plan, but they never actually go into the account and actually invest the money. It ends up sitting in cash and it doesn't get exposed to those market returns that over the long term are very attractive. And the other part is they barely ever take the time to rebalance their portfolios. In an exaggerated view, with the speed of the most recent decline, a 60-40 portfolio over about a 20-day, 30-day period quickly turned into a 50-50 portfolio. So, you know, those are some of the things that we see in the do-it-yourself approach that kind of get missed along the way. And again, I think all clients kind of have that, you know, the best intentions in doing so, but obviously their personal and business lives sometimes don't give them the time to address a lot of those things. Great. That sounds like what you're saying is when, at least the feedback that we get from our clients, when we help them with their investments and you're staying in touch with them on a regular basis, they're starting to gradually see more and more value. And, you know, in some cases, you know, may want to do it less and less because they find that maybe the best use of their time is with their family and back with their business. So interesting, interesting. You know, you bring up the DIY or I bring up the DIY conversation to investments. And I think there's more to it, right? One of the things that is often not totally understood, and so maybe you could touch on it a little bit, is you know, the resources that you are able to provide to our clients with respect to their investments and stuff that they probably would never be able to get if they decided to take a DIY approach, or in some cases, maybe you know handle their investments some other way. But maybe you could kind of give some examples on some of the resources that we're able to provide when working with our clients that people probably didn't even know was possible. You want to touch on that a little bit? Sure, sure. By uh, working with a lot of these different investment management partners that we work with, we're able to really leverage a lot of their of what they have in place. And that could be anywhere from their research departments, 
their access to information, their political contacts, their risk management resources, and even their use of, of big data, which is always a, a fun talking point, meaning, you know, a lot of the managers we work with, they with technology today, they use that technology to help benefit them in like different ways could be a computer program, just reading every newspaper and headline, just trying to gauge investor sentiment would be one example. Other examples are just leveraging technology and like satellite imagery of uh, international cities to try to gauge how much construction and growth is going on in some of those cities. It could be even using those those satellite images to um, look at shopping malls during the holiday seasons to gauge how crowded the parking lots are to get a kind of a jump on what they think retail sales are going to be at those times. So there's a lot of different resources that the partners we work with are able to you know bring to our clients, which is it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of cool when you start to um, share this information with our clients. They look at us, and you know, I've I've heard clients say to you, "I didn't even know that that stuff is even possible," and I couldn't even figure that on my own. So even if I did, I wouldn't know where to go to get some of those resources. So that's really helpful information. Yeah, I think just as we wrap up here, because we would try to keep these podcasts to a uh, reasonable time frame. We touched on it earlier in our discussion here, but this idea of making sure investments are coordinated with the rest of the planning that we help our clients with. Just recently, we put out an investment video, which spanned about two minutes or so as an animated a long-term investment video, which touched on this, but maybe you could help clients and the folks that are listening here on, on this podcast, how we look at investments, which tends to be more of a long-term view to allow investments to do what they're designed to do rather than, you know, rather than trying to take a short-term view and constantly get in the way and not allow the investments to do what they're designed to do. So maybe you could touch on that. Sure. I just pointed out, we touched on it briefly, but yeah, too often, you know, we have clients that come in, new clients that come in the door and we start working with Essentially, the first focus and the, always the primary focus always seems to be around investments. A lot of people don't understand that that's only a piece of the planning versus all of the planning. So we try to bring our clients through that process where you know there's other things that have to be put in place, proper liquidity, proper protection, et cetera, which will then allow them to take that long-term view for letting their investments do what they're going to do in the short term. We don't really, no one's got a crystal ball. The markets can move quickly in different directions, but in the short term, we don't really know what's going to happen. But over the long term, history says the market has provided very attractive long-term returns. So as long as our clients are, have the rest of their planning in order, it allows their investment portfolio to do what it's going to do for them versus having to access it at poor times or sell out of it because of other conditions that are going on. I like it. I think this has been a good session and we might have to do this more often and figure out some other things to talk about because I think this has been a good exchange. Appreciate you spending some time providing our listeners with some insight just onto the investments and how we help them and providing some context. So this has been good. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate your time today. No, thanks for having me. Justin Bennett, Registered Representative of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ Northeast Planning Corporation, 1150 Raritan Road, Suite 201, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, 908 
Securities products offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian. New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0H88104. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Bennett Financial Group LLC, and opinions stated are their own. Your optimal personal economy, YOPE, is not solely based on your investment rate of return. It's your ability to protect, save, grow, distribute, enjoy, and transfer. It's your ability along the journey to seek fulfillment in all domains of life, not just money. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 2020-104272, expiration 6, 2022.